0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Random Chatterings, a hodgepodge of pop culture and life. I'm your host, Arlo Rodriguez, and today we are talking about the SpongeBob SquarePants episode, Dying for Pie. Written by Aaron Springer, C.H. Greenblatt, and Mary the Williams. Animation director was Edgar LaRazzabal, and the creative director was Derek Dryman. No, no, no <laughs> Hey everybody! Oh my god, wow, we're finally doing this episode, wow. If you go back to our archives to the Spongebob Squarepants episode, which I think we called... Oh, what did we call it? It was the one with Sarah from uh, Wild Chats, get in on the podcast. Uh, we said, I, I, I said I was working on the Spongebob episode, Dying for Pie, And that was part of the reason why I wanted to do a Spongebob, uh, a regular episode about Spongebob, talking about the series in general and the two movies. And now it is finally no... No, October! October, and we're finally doing this episode. Now, some of the details I wanted to mention in that episode with Sarah, but I'm mentioning it now, is that, and it's unfortunately we're gonna have to start with some bad news first—not bad news, but some, some some sad details. Is that when I heard about the death of Stephen Hillebrick, the creator of SpongeBob, the the thing I did to kind of not line up the mood a bit, but to try to remember what he brought to the world by being the creator of spongebob and then all the creative wonderful people he brought along to make his vision a reality was dying for pie and it's an episode that i thought i had memorized and i don't know where i had memorized it originally i guess you can go over the history not of the episode you can go to water cartoon for that the water cartoon podcast this is more as we've always done in this show it's more about like just what kind of impact did the show have on me personally and in particular this fucking episode, which is goddamn amazing, and there's so much shit here, which I cannot imagine them getting away with in 2019. Not to, not in terms of animation, like, if you can do I mean, it depends on the show, you can do a shitload of things, but in terms of kids, like children, animation that's intended for kids, like that's on a, a, like on a network that's meant to be for kids. There's so many really dark things about this episode, and it makes me it's a bit of a hyperbolic statement, and I will probably regret it once I say it, but when I think of Nickelodeon, I think of this episode. I think of the absurdity of it. I think about the logic leaps. I think about the creativity embedded in it. But I also think about how utterly dark it can really be. And we really know Nickelodeon can get dark because of red and Stimpy, because of Rocko's Martin Life and the plot lines in those shows. So this shouldn't surprise me too much, but we also kind of know SpongeBob as a show that doesn't really tackle, not really death, but just like the existence of death that these characters can die as is the plot for this episode. So we'll just go through a brief not synopsis but like a brief plot line. So the gist of the episode is that Squidward thinks that he buys a, uh, a pie that he's going to give to Spongebob but it turns out or maybe by just sheer ignorance or like goldfish type of memory that the pie is actually a bomb and him and Krabs believe that Spongebob has eaten a bomb so Squidward does the <laughs> has to hang up with Spongebob for 24 hours waiting for the bomb to inevitably explode. Of course, this is Spongebob Squarepants and um, <laughs> it's all about subversive type of humor. So, of course, we find out later on that Spongebob that does not explode and he never even ate the pie in the first place. Uh, but um, I guess that's just a brief some of what happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's go through it. Let's go through this episode moment by moment. And I guess why in particular this is one of my favorite Spongebob episodes. Not my all-time favorite, and I, I could not remember this at the time, but now I remember. Can You Spare a Dime? This is my favorite SpongeBob episode, and maybe if there's enough interest, we'll do it. But I I haven't memorized that episode. I do, like, it is my favorite, but this is an episode I did memorize, and when I heard about the death, the passing of Steven Hillenburg, this episode played in my head from start to finish. And I felt like it would be it would be appropriate to finally do a uh, Minnesota about this episode the impact it had on myself personally, in terms of my sense of humor, but also just in terms of the subtle things it does in this episode. Subtle things in some places, not so subtle things in others, because again, this is a, this is, not, not, not I don't mean in broadly that this is for children, because this show had such a heavy effect on kids and adults alike. But the things that they do in animation, some of the flourishes, like some of the little details. So we even begin this episode with the great, the great song of dying for piano, right? Like we have dying in the title of an episode. Holy shit, what the fuck are we expecting here? And it cuts to Squidward having a dream where he's playing the piano perfectly on a desert island, isolated from everybody. Because this is his ideal reality. This is where he would prefer to be at all times. Just alone with his musical genius. And of course, he gets interrupted because there's someone hitting the the bell, you know, the bell that you see at hotels. It's that tie because he works in a fast food. He works for fast food. Not for fast food, he works for Mr. Krabs. But he works in the fast food industry. But yeah, that's the whole part of the theme. And then of course they have the bell, whenever they have the orders rung up. So that's unfortunately the tie to reality that he has. And of course him, the person that's that's hitting the bell repeatedly is SpongeBob saying, Order up Squidward! And I'm gonna try not to do the voices because I'm not very good at doing the voices. and then abruptly wakes up Squidward and it sends him back to reality. Now here's a theory I have about this episode and I really, first I thought, oh, am I just gonna add some extra stuff here? No, no, Squidward's not dead the entire episode, although we can argue if he's dead at the end of the episode. (laughs) But what I do believe is that because this is a Squidward-focused episode, it's not just a Squidward-focused episode. This episode takes place from Squidward's perspective. So it's not so much of an unreliable narrator kind of thing, but it is that every single action by all of these characters is heightened based on Squidward's perception of those characters. SpongeBob is extra annoying, Krabs is extra like like lex like less understanding about like how much Squidward really does hate working there and he has this crazy idea about Employee Brotherhood, we'll 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 bring the employees together and everybody will help each other out and it's like such a thing's not an insane concept but like such a cynical way of looking at like this is how we're gonna bring camaraderie to the Crusty crab is by everybody giving gifts to each other like super cheap fucking gifts that who gives a shit about those and like the whole thing about like you have to make the gift and then of course Squidward says the only thing i'm uh, i said i wasn't gonna do voices and i almost did his voice the only thing i'm making is for the exit but we're skipping ahead a little bit Because I kind of do, not like moment by moment, because I would highly, highly recommend watching this episode. I mean, I already said that at the top. I believe SpongeBob is on Amazon Prime. I don't know if Nickelodeon has an app to watch SpongeBob. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Prime, at least. You can check it out there if you have an Amazon Prime subscription. Hashtag not an ad. Really not an ad. That is really the only place I could find where you can watch this. Or, no, you can, you know. Go aboard the Seven Seas and go pirating aboard and find it there. Um, uh, less to say about that, the better. But every single thing, like Spongebob's behavior in this episode is just extra focused on work, but being obnoxious about work, about how much he loves being an employee there, he's not up front about it. But it's also like he's extra obnoxious to Squidward as well, because at the very beginning of the episode when he arrives and we have that great don't ask me about my day sticker, which my God so many people can relate to that sticker. SpongeBob is at the window, and it great, makes a great sound of it. Like, <laughs> like the, the, the the squeaking sound effect of his face rubbing against the window. But he's following Squidward as he's walking into the door. And it's just, like, the kind of thing that you would expect, like, if you're someone who's working a job you don't like, and there's the employees, like, oh, God, that's that guy. again." All right, I'll just smile politely. I won't say anything. Squidward, in this case, doesn't even give a fuck. He... Doesn't even acknowledge Spongebob's presence, Just, hey, keeps walking. He says, to get to his register, and he's going to start his day every other day. And you already see, like, how tired he looks. Like, he already looks tired when he arrives in his boat mobile. But in, throughout this entire episode, just has contempt for everything that's going on. He doesn't want him to have any part of it, which is, again, very relatable. And that's when Krabs introduces the idea about the Employee Brotherhood thing. <laughs> and Spongebob has his own thing prepared. <laughs> and he has a sweater for Squidward. And as when Squidward tries to wear it because I couldn't figure out what your head size was, which again, how does Squidward put on shirts? This is at the point when you gotta kind of start thinking about how much like things just don't make sense. Like Squidward has if you look at his design, he has a tiny little shirt and this tiny little neck hole, but then like oh yeah, yeah, wait, how would you put other articles of clothing in that shirt? Wouldn't he just always be wearing button up shirts? But it's a regular t shirt. Anyway, very amazing. This this is the, this is the environment to make these types of observations, these types of super deep Pointless, utterly pointless observations, because, like, what, when else are we going to get to talk about all this? So SpongeBob gives uh, Squidward a sweater, and then Squidward asks, oh, what's this make made of Eyelashes! And one thing I noticed, one, how big SpongeBob, like, entire body fills the screen. I think I I think, I think this is made in 2001? In 2000. This is before widescreen. So this is at the time when, I think they were formatting everything to look like you know, it would be the square, like the square, I don't remember the resolution exactly, but this is before widescreen. So you just imagine like three-fourths of Spongebob body filling up the screen with him, and you see his eyelashes have been plucked out one at a time. It's just like, Jesus Christ, that must hurt. But he doesn't care. He really wants to fulfill Sponge, a Squidward. He really wants to fulfill this for Squidward. And... Of course, Squidward throws the sweater in his face and it has the great thing where the the, the sweater becomes like paper or like it just melts in SpongeBob's hands. And you just see the great expression of him. And again, like subtle jabs at the fast food industry. Um, I think this is definitely some early 2000s kind of perspective on fast food because it's like it's being aware that this type of job doesn't pay that much and is very unfair to employees. I mean, if you've seen the – if you've seen – SpongeBob from beginning to end, you'll see these jokes kind of, sp- like, sprinkled in and out. It's not, like, overtly said, but then once you, like, start paying attention, and when you're at the age when you would have had a job, like, the- a minimum wage job like this, then you start to realize the kind of commentary, the social commentary they're making here. But I think it, do- it does still feel a little outdated that it- the-, the perspective of this is, like, this is a job that no one should have, and if, you're do- if you have this type of job, you're a loser. In this case, though, especially in 2019, some people don't have a choice but to have a job like this because... Because there's just so many fucking, not guidelines, but like restrictions, like college education, master's education. Like these arbitrary guidelines, or high school education. Like you can't get anywhere without these criteria you have to meet. And then there's so much of the job market that's closed out to you because of this. In some cases, it, that makes sense. Like, of course, if you're going to be in a doctor, you should go to medical school. But, or if you're going to be a lawyer, a lawyer's, lawyers, school, <laughs> law school. But... There are a lot of jobs you would imagine that that, that, that where, where the level of entry is is more like it's more manageable and more people could apply to it. but then it's like but then the, 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 also like these are perspectives of like accomplished writers but they, they are they are writers so they have that negative perspective of like well, I wouldn't be caught dead working a fast food in a fast food place. Like, well, sometimes people don't really have a choice and they deserve to get a, a decent amount of paid. I would imagine the 2000s, probably the minimum wage was like $10. And I would imagine Mr. Krabs, because he is a skinflint who loves money, probably pays them even less. So, understandably, Squidward has that comment about, now, man, I'm just my minimum wage duties and putting on that hat. And that's when Krabs says, you have to present your brotherhood gift. And Squidward cynically, again, just has nothing to do with this. He just wants to walk away when we see this great moment. I, I don't know if I've seen this in GIFs all the time or in images or macros or memes or whatever the fuck, but that image of Spongebob holding a sweater of tears. It's like, oh, you feel kind of sorry for him. He's like, all I wanted to do is give you something, you ungrateful bastard. So Squidward, unfortunately, feels enough guilt that he actually tries to go out and see if he can actually make something. And Squid scraps us and says, like, make something nice. And Squidward just again nothing to do with it. And for some fucking reason, there's a bunch of pirates in a pirate ship. I, I, I just watched it a few minutes ago, but I didn't notice if there was wheels underneath or if it's just a regular-ass pirate ship. There's just pirates with a bunch of pies. Ah, <laughs> oh, I want remember this. The pirates say, if you drop one single size of a booty, I'll have your booty. And Squidward goes up and they think, oh, pies. Okay, okay, yeah, I can get away with it. Pies, like I made a pie in the time I left the crusty crab and then came back, and then, oh, God, I I don't want to just have clips of uh, a bunch of parts of this episode. It's really hard. To, it was really hard to choose clips, but then we have this great exchange between uh, Squidward and the first mate, I guess. So, as we was before, the pirate already says, well, wait, 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 uh we were just kidding about that bomb stuff. It, it's, it's, uh, there are, there are actually pies. And then, that's when we have the exchange between them saying, oh, it's a Cheryl Lapier or a Raspberry, like the type of pie that they are. And again, Squidward, they said, oh, they're bombs. Oh, oh, okay, never mind, I was going to buy them. And then he's like, money! But we really, the real message of this episode is that capitalism is evil. <laughs> but, I be okay. To be serious though, all the capitalism music. Squidward has to forget immediately that oh no, we're just kidding about the bombs. They're not actually bombs; they're pies. So he immediately buys a pie, and then he drops the pie onto Krabs' desk. But uh, the metal part of it, I guess, I guess these pie bombs are only triggered by the actual pastry part of it, not like the the bottom, because you would think that the pie would have exploded right then and there. But then again, so many things about this episode don't make sense. But we'll get into all those. So. Krabs is now thinking, oh, this is a good looking pie. I'm gonna have some. And then, oh my God, I love this. Because one, the timing is great. It's just like the whoop when he trips. And it's a tiny little, like uh, like a little bit of the pie that he takes out. And then the fantastic animation of it closing in on the crust itself falling. And then you see that great painted milk. And just the wait, it's like five seconds. And it cuts immediately to the grand explosion. And the Krusty Krab, like, the entire side of it is just gone. And you would think the entire restaurant would have just fallen apart. But now, cartoon logic, it just stays up. And we just have a giant hole now. This is when Krabs starts thinking, Oh, you're trying to kill me right now, Squidward? What the fuck was that all about? You have this pie and it explodes. And then... Squidward says, But Mr. Krabs, I had no idea. I can explain. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Squidward. You're trying, I know, I know, you're trying to come up with some kind of excuse to get out of the fact that you nearly murdered your boss, but you absolutely knew that those pies were bombed. You, you can't just say that I had no idea, I had no idea. Anyway, oh God, I, I would just recommend watching this episode just to see some of the details in the, in, in the animation, like in terms of the performances, the facial performances. Things that you don't really notice like when just watching, like when you're just watching, you're just kind of like, oh, this is really funny. But then you actually look at like the, the facial expressions, the way the eyes move around, like the way that this, oh, God. I just can't stop thinking about SpongeBob. <laughs> Mr. Krabs, I heard a, and then he just sees a pie. And he just points at it and just says, ah, pie. <laughs> oh, God, and then one of my favorite all-time moments, him. There's a tag of the pie, which, again, you don't see it originally, but it says, don't think about it, don't think about it. There's a tag that says, it's from Squidward to SpongeBob. Well, here you go. Oh my god, how many times have you given a present to somebody? Or like an obligatory present to, like, to a family member, maybe. Or, I don't know, I can't peer into your life too much, but yeah. An obligatory present, and you have to pretend that you actually care about this. And then Squidward is just up front, and it's like, I don't care, here's a pie. Then it gets to the great exchange between <laughs> between him and Krabs. Uh, sorry, between Squidward and Krabs saying, and that's what happens. He's explaining the entire thing. He's like, well, yeah. Well, if you can explain everything that's going on, then you clearly know what's happening, and you know that this pie is a bomb. But whatever you didn't remember until the moment you had to remember. And then <laughs> Krabs' first reaction, which, again, we already know, we've already established that Krabs. Is a very cheap individual, except when he has a girlfriend. When it comes to girlfriends, he'll spend all the money he's ever saved up. <laughs> First thing, Krab's is twenty-five dollars. A bomb and a crusty crab, and it's so great. The music is also great, like punctuating it. That was another thing I wanted to mention. Those the music is also very good. I Didn't look up the composer was, but I guess I'll have that in the in the in the show notes. Production notes the technical notes. Um, who composed the music? I think it is all library music, and by library music, I mean like there's like. Music that is like recorded like from like long ago, but the company I guess this be Viacom or uh, I think it's Viacom that they have the rights to the music, but then like they just use the music because they don't, either don't have like a composer or they don't have like you know they have like it's place it's meant to be placeholder music, but it was used a lot in early Nickelodeon because it, it just works really well. I you Ren and Stimpy, you could definitely I think there's a whole album of Ren and Stimpy uh, library music that you can you can listen to on YouTube or you can even buy. Uh, yeah, I think maybe had an mp3 but yeah a lot of really great songs there and Spongebob did use a lot of these songs but the great song coming back to my original point of that music with the pie like like perfectly a perfect way of illustrating the crust the little pie crust like like eventually like landing near where the milk carton is I, I'll say this for a lot because again this entire episode I could clips from the entire episode but I had to be selective I also had to make sure I had to give clips with a lot of dialogue but One of my favorite exchanges between squidward and crabs. So, at this point, this is when this, the episode kind of takes a melodramatic turn. But again, the great way of punctuating a very serious thing about you potentially killed my employee, if you're from crap's perspective. And then Squidward's like, your neighbor. Like, I mean, they're not really friends, but your next door neighbor, you may have murdered him. Um, God, the whole idea is so absurd, but I love it so much that you murdered your neighbor. And they're talking about, like, the lads only gone until sunset, and man, this feels really dark to be talking about this, especially saying, like, you know, Stephen Hilbert died of ALS, and probably only had so many, like, he probably was also told you only have this much time to live, and then this episode where the main character potentially only has a few hours to live, and Krebs explaining that, you know, why we're in this last day on Earth, the lab deserves to enjoy his final hours, and it's a really beautiful moment with the music, again, it's a little melodramatic. The entire fucking time. It's framed that you can see Spongebob through the window. And he's just listly like smiling and laughing while washing a table. It's such a great way of punctuating this very serious moment. And then it has Squidward saying like starting to cry. And actually feeling some amount of goddamn sympathy. Because again he's responsible for this. Seemingly. And... <laughs> he's saying, oh, I'm getting to think final hour is the best he's ever had. And you get just the expression in his eyes. Like, you can see him becoming more manic. Like, you can tell the difference between, like, Squidward being, like, normal with those big, like, rectangle eyes. And then when they get smaller and smaller, you can just see the mania in his eyes. And, of course, when he leaves and he says, he's going to drown in it so much, he's going to drown in it. Drown in it! of course, when he closes the door, man, I have to remember how the placement works here, but whatever. Let's not nothing about that too much. Grabs, writes down on the notepad, note to self, watch out for Squidward. And so now S- Squidward is gonna convince SpongeBob, but doesn't take too much. Like, if SpongeBob knows that Squidward's gonna hang out with him, he's gonna agree to anything he's gonna say. But yeah, Squidward's just saying there's a part two to get, and then it's the great animation of SpongeBob going, Part two, Part two, Part two, Part two. Oh my god, how many times have I thought, like, I don't know, just in general, like when there's like, we have something additional, and I was thinking, Part two, Part two, Part two, Part two. Part two. <laughs> and then Squid like, you would imagine like if someone's like jumping up like that, you would be deserving. He's like, please don't do that. What's for part two? And Squidward is telling SpongeBob, "What's the most fun thing you can think of?" And oh my god, this entire—I I want this entire thing. I don't know how much I'll cut. I'll include here this exchange between SpongeBob and Squidward is goddamn perfect. I love it so much. How many times in my fucking life have I thought about the brilliant- that brilliant exchange? (laughs) How many times have I thought about everything's in red? Yeah, I know! Oh my god, every moment of my life, probably. Oh, when I- when I just need something super stupid to laugh at- It's not stupid, it's very clever. When I just need something simple to laugh at, I always think about that exchange between- Oh, it's so- oh, it's so good. Again, you kind of have to think about the mending the, the mending between the writers and, the, you know, the animators who are working on this. And then I think, if I'm correct, SpongeBob is a board-driven show. And by that, I mean that the writers are also the storyboarders. I, I looked at the SpongeBob Wiki right, right, just right before doing this recording, and the, one of the writers of the episode did do the storyboard. So while they're writing the entire scenario or, like, the dialogue, they were thinking about, well, how would this look in animation? Like, what's the best way of presenting this? So they found the best way of doing it. And now SpongeBob Squidward is kind of stuck with SpongeBob for the entire day, um, doing a bunch of uh, silly stuff. I mean, of course, it starts with just, I want to show my best friend Squidward to everybody in town. Like, again, like, you know that SpongeBob does like Squidward, and in some some episodes, uh, Maven loves him. Um, but... Again, it feels like SpongeBob's behavior is extra obnoxious here. Like, extra uh, unaware of, like, how much suffering he's really doing to Squidward. There are some episodes, though, where, like, it's a, the joke is, like, it's a noise Squidward Day. Oh, no, no, that's not until the 4th. And then it shows a picture of Squidward's face. So, SpongeBob, to some extent, does know, like, when he wants a noisy Squidward, he'll do it. But for the most part, he just wants to have fun. But, like, in this, this sequence in particular has SpongeBob be being very cruel to, like, after showing Squidward off to everybody, then he's saying, good, because i the next activity. We're going to show, I'm going to show my best friend Squidward to everyone in town wearing a salmon suit. And then Squidward, of course, says, you're wearing a salmon suit? And then Spongebob just laughs in his face like, that's a good one, Squidward. I'm not going to wear a salmon suit. That would be too ridiculous. And again, it's this, it's this really funny mantra shows. <laughs> I just remembered this one because I, I haven't, it's been a while since I've seen this episode. They take notes in it months ago. But one of his it's like, "Here's if you have me for a face," and it's like SpongeBob, like probably like re- has to really tightly tie himself to Sponge to Squidward's face. And I don't know what the fucking game this is. But then Squidward ends was with saying, "I can't breathe." And then there's a part when they're in fucking surgery, <laughs> and like this is the type of joke. When I think about how SpongeBob used to be TVY in these days and then became tvy 7 and then they retroactively re-rated all the Spongebob episodes. Like, this is a joke. This is a PG joke. It's Spongebob, like, Squidward, you can see Squidward's heart. It's a realistically looking heart and Spongebob is just poking at it and Squidward's saying, look, sure you should, should, should be doing that? Who's the Dodgers? Is Spongebob. And blood gushes out. It's not, like, exhaustive. It's it's not gratuitous, but it is blood. Blood is spurting out of Squidward's <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, it gets to the last part, the last part of the list. Woodbridge <laughs> is like, oh, God, I just to spend more time with this idiot. And let's just play the clip, and then I'll explain a little bit more about this. So we've seen this joke before in some animation. In fact, I mean, me think of the example of like the character in a bubble that's actually reacting to another character, but I had not really seen it like this. But like, I'm already thinking of The Simpsons. Like, I, I think Bart the General, there's Homer saying, you got to hit them in the family jewels, son. And then Bart actually hits Nelson, his bully, in the family jewels. And then nothing happens. And then Homer's reacting. And it's like, it goes like shrugs. like, huh? It's like, oh, shit, uh, you're in trouble, boy. And then, the bubble, the cloud, or the cloud, I guess, the thought cloud, sees Bart getting the shit beat out of it, but it's off camera, so it's okay. And then, in a similar way, like, it's the thought bubble like, crabs Krabs reminding about, like, oh, shit, sunset, this is when all this is about to happen. And then, SpongeBob's actually, like, points, like, hey, Mr. Krabs! <laughs> Krabs is so crying. Oh, it's so funny. And then... Like for this moment, you've kind of seen like the, the the effect of the animation in terms of like like all the crazy stuff that's been happening, all the facial expressions that we mentioned before. This is when you really get to see how fucking beautiful SpongeBob is as an animated series. Expensive it probably must have been as well. When they get to sunset, they really pull it off. It's painted, it's a painted foreground, background kind of thing. It, the, it's gorgeous. You could definitely like just screen capture like for like um for your desktop. That's how beautiful it really is. And again, it's like punctuating like man, this is. Like, the character, like, Squidward trying to, like, starting to fully understand that, man, SpongeBob's about to die soon. Oh, my God. Okay. I need to go back a little bit, because I forgot something. That, okay, that's why. So, Scraps and Squidward run back into the of Crab, and then they they try to look for the pie. And SpongeBob is licking his lips, saying, thanks for the pie, Squidward! Which, again, makes absolutely no sense if you, if you know how this episode ends. And then we go back again, and they're talking about Spongebob mentions in a very meta kind of way, you know, if I were to die in some fiery explosion due to the carelessness of a friend, well, that'd just be okay. And of course Squidward's like, motherfucker, oh, oh god, he's gonna die. Uh. And then that's when Spongebob burps really loudly and there's a huge bloom of pink smoke. Wow, this looks like something you'd say my low intestine. Hey, it smells like cherry, maybe grapefruit. <laughs> and... Then it's, like, literally a countdown to SpongeBob's death. And if you think about how... I mean, of course, SpongeBob's not going to die. It's so obvious. But, um... Then again, SpongeBob doesn't really have... There's, like, some continuity. You would think, like, they introduce Sandy, and then Sandy's as part of the cast. You could say that's some continuity there. But then... You can kind of imagine every episode of SpongeBob being isolated its own universe. So I think it is kind of fair to have the assumption that this is an episode where, like... All of the things that Squidward hates about these personalities, like Krabs and and SpongeBob, are even heightened just to make it even more obnoxious, more upsetting for him. Even though he does eventually have to deal with his own guilt over the uh, the idea of killing his co-worker. Potentially killing his co-worker. So now, Squidward finally has to literally count down to SpongeBob's finale, to his death. And it's so fucking cruel that... Oh, we counted to early. Let's start again. <laughs> So Squidward complies, starts counting down again, and the explosion finally happens, and Squidward cannot stop crying. But then this is what you to imagine, but Squidward's also a piece of shit anyway. One, he forgot that the pie was actually a bomb. Two, well, at least I was able to do some stuff and made his last days good. And then he says, I am such a good person. Pa- basically patting himself on our back for something he was responsible for doing! But of course, SpongeBob's not dead. Those were just <laughs> bombs as bombs, because SpongeBob always plays with bubbles. So he he, he rated a bubble bomb. And then how oh, I forgot to mention this. In the sunset scene, which is great because you see you see the close up of Spongebob, then you see the close up Squidward, and then you see that there's a brick wall. Cool, and this brick wall you're pretty us. Obviously for Squidward to protect himself from the wall, but then of course, when those bomb bubbles explode, the wall still falls on top of him. And then gets to this Fantastic payoff. Again, though, Squidward deserves all the things that happens to him. But this great payoff from Squidward. um, And I'll mention the voice actors at the end of this. But um, this great payoff from Squidward. With all the shit that SpongeBob put him through. So at this point, Spongebob has pulled out the pie and it turns out he never ate it! And Squidward at the same time, like first it makes that great sound like of like that. What the fuck? And then as SpongeBob explains about the pie he says, We're gonna share this pie. And he's look he's looking at the camera, he's like, oh fuck me, this is not gonna end well, is it? And of course it doesn't, because as we foreshadowed earlier, with crabs tripping, SpongeBob trips, the entire pie flies into Squidward's face, splats, cuts to all the bikini bottom exploding and then it cuts to the i don't know what this is this is a nuclear test because it looks like it's it's a live action footage of like some massive explosion it looks like from the 40s i hope to god it's a nuclear test and not like something darker like i don't even want to say what it, it also could be massive explosion they cuts back to the bikini bottom it's incinerated like you can see some buildings are still standing up but everything's like charred and black and Squirt just says ouch and that's the end of our episode. <laughs> oh, man. So, again, as I was mentioning before about how great it was in that episode tackled, like, death, the existence of death, the existence of the characters, die, guilt, um, murder, <laughs> potential murder, and, and of course, like, showing blood. Like, my God. There's a lot. Like, you watch this episode in 2019, and you think, how the fuck did they get away with any of this? But the pacing of it, the comedy, the written comedy, the animation, of course. Um, and finally, okay, I, I didn't really mention the voice actors, but they're very very important to mention here. So, SpongeBob is played by Tom Kenny. Squidward is played by Roger Bumpus. And Mr. Krabs is played by Clancy Brown. They all did fantastic performances here. And it I always love a good Squidward freakout scene when he's at his wits' end and he just unloads on SpongeBob, as we just I always heard in that clip. Because, like, I'm sick of this shit, and I I fucking, I'm so done. So done with all this shit. And, oh, God, it's it's one of the best moments of the show. I think, I swear to God, I really do think about that. Like, (laughs) we're going to do a lot of fun stuff. If the things are extra fun, I have written in red. Everything's (laughs) Yeah, I know. Every moment of my life, I think about that. I love that moment so much. And I'm so happy that I, (laughs) this episode about dying for pie it is one of the best spongebob episodes it's one of the best nickelodeon things that they've ever produced it's still so unbelievable it even got on the air with all of the really dark themes that are about it and yeah i that i'm really thinking about this money is the root of all evil money is the reason why the pirate even suggests giving a bomb to squidward and Money is the reason why it's, what, Squidward has been paying for something he didn't make also. Is that amount of laziness? Mr. Crasby more more worried about the fact that the bomb the bomb pie was $25 rather than that it was a fucking bomb. That was the second thing he points out. And, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here about how money... Yeah, money is the root of all evil in this episode. Um, write your dissertation about it and then credit me. I'm just kidding. I'm sure a lot of people have already pointed this out. Um, but, yeah, um... That is all I have on Dying for Pie, one of the great SpongeBob episodes. Uh, again, I believe SpongeBob Season Two is on Amazon Prime, so if you want to watch this episode, I would highly recommend it. It's only 11 minutes long. Uh, please check it out. And then I forgot about this because I, I didn't look up. I was only gonna do one episode of SpongeBob because we're at the 40-minute mark, and that was a good idea. The episode paired with this is Imitation Crabs. And you know, there's another line that I think of all the time is that's that uh, Imitation Crabs or Plankton in a robot suit and Plankton is played by uh, Mr. Lawrence, I think his real name is Doug Lawrence, but he always corrects himself as Mr. Lawrence, that he succeeded, he's gotten the recipe, and then (laughs) Spongebob gets a penny, oh, don't forget your lucky penny, puts it in, and then it's Karen saying, um, coin slot self-destruction has been activated, uh, 10 seconds of detonation and this is Plankton going, coin operated self-destruct, one of my better ideas, again cuts to him running out of the Krusty Krab. The entire chum bucket explodes, and then the fist, the thing that, like, the hand that holds up the bucket, at the chum bucket, drops, and it flattens It's Oh, God. Uh, okay, if there's enough interest, maybe we'll do another Sponge episode. Not Imitation Crabs, but I, I wanted to mention Imitation Crabs, because for SpongeBob episodes, they have two episodes, or, yeah, two episodes, and they're paired up, paired up so it'll fit the 30 minutes. So, we had Dying for Pie and Imitation Crabs in the same episode. God damn, what a Double header, a fantastic SpongeBob. Again, if there's enough interest, maybe we will do. Um, Can you spare a dime? Because, uh, I, man, I really think there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in that episode. Uh, maybe some other themes we'll explore about, yeah, I mean, about the work, the job market, about peanut moocher. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll set up a vote for it. But that that's not gonna be for a while. But I, I'll, I'll write it down, so in case we ever do do this, then I'll know it, and we'll. And those are my thoughts on the SpongeBob SquarePants episode Dine for Pie. This has been random chatterings. Thanks for listening everybody.